Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. And you're listening to the Otterly Allison Podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. You're substituting ingredients or... No, like it's just how to like cut down on like, I love bread. Like, I don't know how people just cut out bread. And you take, it's like a big square... And there's a brand that I like more and they don't carry it at Kroger. I can only get it at like Walmart. And so I was putting in a Walmart order. They also make pita bread with the same stuff. And I had what, a what, what is the stuff? Like what's the secret ingredient? I don't know. I mean, it's still carbs. It's just less carbs. This is totally going on the recording because I, I find it. <laughs> and I, just okay. have a, I have a similar story that I can share from yesterday. Yeah, so. it's called Joseph. Hold on, I'm going to share my screen. Joseph. Joseph, like Mary and Joseph, yeah, like Jesus's mother, um, father. You mean? Sure. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I guess technically it's not his father, but yeah, yeah, and all that. So like <laughs> this. Oh wait, I went to the wrong. Lavash bread. Yeah, hold on, I'm sharing the wrong screen. Low carb bread. Yeah, but I had the pita bread this morning. But on the um, rabbit hole I got on, so I eat this all the time. Like, I'll make a pizza out of it and, like, bake it. Ooh, and, like, me and David protein. split. Well, me and David can split one of these and it's plenty of food. But this one also has, like, a perforation, whereas the others don't. But the reason I ended up buying the pita bread is they were like, oh, you can make pita chips in the air fryer. And I was like, oh. What you would dip into? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't these? eat hummus. But David eats hummus, so I'm like hummus dipper. But yeah, so I bought. I call, some I call hummus order. the fart dip. I don't do <laughs> hummus at all. I, I like no. it. It's just I can only take so much. Yeah. Texturally, yeah. I'm on this new kick of spinach and artichoke dip from Harris Teeters. I don't know if you have that oh, store where you're at. We and don't. It's, it's really good. Um, but I have a really good spinach. An artichoke dip recipe <laughs> that I can send you. You should, because it might be better than theirs. Well, I don't actually like spinach and artichoke dip, but I make it. I'm always like requested to bring it to like functions. I don't know why they bother with the spinach. I can't really taste the spinach, and it's just all soggy and weird, anyways. Yeah. But my similar story is uh, buffalo wings. Um, yeah. Cauliflower wings. Have you tried these? I haven't yet. Are they? Good. I'm like super addicted now. I went to Walmart yesterday and bought a couple bags, like the Bird's Eye has. Yeah. You know, we should say this is not a sponsored podcast <laughs> by Joseph's Bird's Eye or anybody else we mentioned Amazon, Walmart. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically cauliflower with breading and then you put your favorite sauce on it. And so it's all the good things about a chicken wing without killing chickens, which I, I, mean, I have this guilty conscience about, like, because I can put down like 20 wings. And I'm like, that's yeah, 10 really? birds, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, they use the other pieces. It's not like they threw the bird away. <laughs> it's like I hope they do, them. but I don't know. Like, and They're not just like, all right. And they're not, not even like the grown birds. The they're they're little baby wings. Like, they're not, you know, if you go to rotisserie chicken, they're big wings. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh-oh, Mel's here. So you're just but, getting back from vacation. I am, and it was much needed. So awesome. There's nothing. There's not a recording that exists in the world without an animal or something going wrong in the background. That's true. 
Because that always she, happens. She just went running, and I thought she'd be simmered down, but she's gone. So, did you That's do fine. anything service now related on your vacation? Let's see. Contemplating service now. I think I contemplate it so much that I actually literally just shut my brain down. I slept so good <laughs> for like the whole week. I turned off all my email, all my teams, which everyone should do. I believe yeah. that everyone should actually disconnect completely if they're on PTO. Because there's nothing yeah. worse yeah. than being on vacation, seeing the little bubble. Yeah. I it's it's so integrated. Down. It's so integrated yeah. in our lives. You have to make sure you shut it all off. Yeah. Well, and I have to log all the way out. Like it has to be an effort to get to like my email and teams or I'll casually look. So. Well, that's good that you took a I did. work hiatus. I did. It was fabulous. And if you, you need to plan a trip to Grenada. Grenada. It was fantastic. That's in the Bahamas? No, it's in the West Indies. The West Indies, okay. It's down by like Curacao. Map time. We got to do a map. Yeah, it's right by South America. So I was a little worried flying in. Is it spelled like it sounds? G R E N A D A. Yes, and we were told Grenada is in Spain. Grenada is in the West Indies. Let's see if I can share that window. Oh, yes, I can tear on Riverside now. Can you see it? Yeah, so we were in St. George's. Down here? Yeah, and we were in Pink Gen Beach. Ooh, they have the cricket sand. down there. Just look for the sandals. Was where we were. So. Was but yeah, it was... Well, I should put it on the satellite. There we go. Yeah. Like, we were back in, like, a little... It was really weird, because, like, when we went to the Bahamas, it was, like fantastic but this one was like seemed so much more secluded did you stay at the property like the whole time you didn't go yeah we didn't actually leave this time no sightseeing or no so this is literally oh i didn't want to put so i'm just zooming out here so this is this big island in the middle of let's go zoom out so it's down at the very very bottom so you're both yeah Yeah. that's that's it like, it's Latin America. Yeah, it's, like, right above. Venezuela. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You were at the very bottom know. of the chain we of islands. The... Yeah. Wow. Did it... Well, okay. Was what was the weather like? Um. So, at night, it was in, like, the upper 60s, low 70s. And then during the day, I think it only hit 80, like, one day. And I am in my old age have started using sunscreen as a child i never did so i'm not as tan because i put on sunscreen because the uv down there is a lot different and there were yeah. a lot of people that we were like oh god they have got to be in so much pain i this is going to be a weird reference to what you just said but i remember when naked and afraid first came out and i watched it just to see what it was i was like they don't give them the sunscreen to these areas of their body that have never seen the sun before <laughs> I've never watched that show, but... And they do. They all get burnt. I mean, if they're on a beach or something, they all get yeah. sunburnt. Which I've been told from doctors, that's the worst thing. It's like to yes. get burnt, you know? Yeah. I mean, I use super low SPF because my, like, 
I'm very, I'm Native American, so I tan easily, but so I only use like 30 SPF, if that, but. I'm so jealous. I did. It takes me all summer to get a tan around my tank top. So I oh. got these little white stripes that run down my back and my chest. Looks great at the pool, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess while you were out, um, I, I'll share a little bit about what I was up to. I um, I re-architected my ServiceNow release notes application. I basically mm -hmm. rebuilt it. And um, I broke up a flow in Flow Designer from my Tokyo release notes into a bunch of subflows to get better performance. And um, basically got, I'm almost all the way through all the release notes, oh, nice. actually going through all of them. And what I do is I basically look at every release notes page, mm -hmm. pull out the features and put them back into a table in ServiceNow. So then I'm able to go, oh, this will be a good video or I don't know anything about this. <laughs> um, but what's cool is you can see from what ServiceNow is doing, where most of their energy went to in the release. And I'm really excited about I have a, I have a hunch of where it's at. Um, it's a lot about the next experience and yeah. um, UI builder stuff like that. But there's some there's some good content coming, and that's just the early access. So GA, they're already telling us there's going to be more than what we're already seeing. Well, and I'm excited for our CMA immersion week because I'm going to oh, get yes. to tell you all of that stuff. And that's in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's March second or third week of March. So. Okay, so they're waiting until just it's twenty second. It's GA. Yeah. So they're going to wait And our stuff is... Because it's like a session in the morning and a session... Yeah, so it's the week of the 20th. There's a session in the morning and a session in the afternoon every day, all week. From like 11 to 1 and then 2 to 3. So you're just going to be bursting with ideas for our next... The yes. podcast that follows that. <laughs> yes, I will be. And fortunately, I don't have to move that many things on my calendar yeah, to right attend now. all of them. I have to miss the SC call, which I know that will just make you all sad that Monday. And then I just have to move one-on-one. -on -one, so. Very nice. I know. Did I you know. read any news while you were on vacation? Um, I mean, we watch the news pretty much every morning with coffee, so... Like technical news, I guess I should clarify. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I actually watched one of your videos on the beach because I oh. was like browsing <laughs> through LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, because so I'm a, I read. So I read three books while we were on vacation. Um, I'm not going to talk about what they were because I read mindless books. And then I read an autobiography while I was gone. But... Yeah, I mostly read on the beach or like on are you, our patio. Are you willing to share whose biography? Uh, so <laughs> you don't have to. It's being recorded. You already you already know that I watch a lot of reality TV, so this is not going to shock you. So the Duggar family, <laughs> one of the older girls, wrote a book, and she's the one that like married a a former professional soccer player, and she actually moved out she wears pants now like it's a big deal and so <laughs> her name is ginger with a j um ginger with but a j. she wrote a book and i mean obviously i thought it was going to be like a tell-all book it wasn't and she even said that in like the second sentence of the book 
But it was really interesting because I grew up going to church and things. And she grew up going to a very conservative church. And it was her, like, figuring out that everything she was taught, it wasn't bashing Christianity. It was just saying everything she was taught, like, it's fine to wear pants. Oh, like God doesn't say don't wear pants. Like he, he, you know, <laughs> and so it was an interesting book. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it was an interesting book. So she was, uh, is she one of the 19 kids? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was a former soccer player, that's but is now like kids. a pastor. Yeah. That's, I'm I don't have any that. kids and one kid sounds like a lot. Yeah. I have one and then a stepdaughter and you know, that's plenty <laughs> yeah so. i have a dog which is plenty and, yes and i can leave her alone i can like stick her somewhere and she go to sleep and i don't have to worry about her i mean I we had you a dog do that with kids. it depends on their age i mean we stepdaughter's 17 so we can leave her oh yeah dark and stormy age yeah <laughs> like <laughs> no she's like super chill which terrifies me because i'm a former 17 year old girl no. And so, <laughs> David. David's so funny because he's like, she's not interested in this or this. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, she's sure not. Do you talk to her <laughs> about tech stuff? Um, she's. It's really funny because we were sitting at vacation last year, and I was working and David was working. And she goes, "Now, what do you guys do again?" And she goes, "Dad, I know you sell computers." <laughs> But Alice, what do you do? I was like, wait a minute. He doesn't sell computers. And she was like, really? Like, she thought he legitimately sold computers. And we were just like, no, no. So we sat her down and kind of told her, well, David did. I was in the other room, but he was telling her what all we do. And she was I would have loved like, to have heard that. Well, and he like was trying to show her. And, you know, he loves Excel. Oh, yes, you've told me. Yes. Budget. Yes. Yeah. And not just budget, just in general, loves Excel. And <laughs> he was like showing her like the ET. And he was showing her, and she was like, You have to do this every day. And she, she was like, This sounds horrible. <laughs> and she was, she had, I can't remember, she's doing like concurrent enrollment where you can go like to college classes and high school classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was one of her college classes or one of her high school classes, but it was an Excel class. And she was here, and she was needing help. And David was, like, trying to show her all this extra stuff, and she was like, I don't care. I just needed to do this. That's hilarious. She's more into, like, liberal arts. Like, she's a dancer, and she sings, and show choir, and all that. So, yeah, she's... That's so funny. I went to a liberal arts college and got a technical degree. So she's like a liberal like, arts person living in a technical mm-hmm. family. Yes, pretty yeah. much. That's funny. Yeah, but she she's re- like I think right now she's looking at a school that has she wants to be a teacher. God bless her. Um, because speaking of nineteen kids, yeah, yeah. Well, just there's not enough money in the world for me to be a teacher. Um, because they just kids are bad. So, Don't forget this is being recorded. Just, it's okay. Parents are just as bad because like, you know, I have all my family are teachers and growing up, they're like, don't be a teacher. That's all they told me like my whole life. So 
I, I, I've likened it to you. I, I know what you mean by you say kids are bad. Yeah. Kids, or when I was a child, it's your time to make errors and not mm -hmm. have consequences. So if yes. you extrapolate that to the potential outcomes, it's kids are bad. Yeah. And they're also germ well, factories. Only, <laughs> well, not only that, though, like parents are part of the problem because like they're like my kid can do no wrong like when I was growing up my dad was like don't ever let a teacher call me <laughs> like I would have been dead but from what my relatives tell me is like parents will come in and be like you just are picking on them or you just don't like them like it's never the fault of the child instead of you know learning from it so. have you ever seen the tv show the Goldbergs I know what you're talking about, but I haven't watched it. The mom is like that. They call it mom vision or something like that, where like her kids uh -huh. can do no wrong and she goes into school and everybody's terrified of her. At least in the beginning seasons, because I haven't watched, it's like 15 seasons or something. But to, to circle back around to your stepdaughter, am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. And the technical stuff, there's a YouTuber named Robert the Duke. Have you ever heard of him? I have. He made this cool video uh, about the new Utah... I think it was Utah menus, like the menus or whatever. And he, the funny part of it, I think it's his daughter. He didn't say it was his daughter, but it, he had a child sitting at the computer and he's off camera. He's like, now I want you to search for projects. And she types in <laughs> projects and he's like, now go to your project. She's like, but which project? There's like seven different things to go to. And he's like, okay, let's try something else. He's like, type in reports. <laughs> and she types in reports and it's like, I have no idea where to go. And I was just like, what an insight of taking yeah. somebody who's not in our world, putting mm -hmm. them in and asking them to do something. Yeah. That's like HR projects. Have you been on an HR project? Like yeah. I love our, our friends in HR, but like working with like ITSM projects versus like an HR project or even CSM, like the audiences are so different. And one of the challenges of our job is knowing your audience and how like with IT people, I can be like, oh, just do this and this. And if I were to say that to say like, and this isn't to say HR people aren't intelligent, they just, their mind is so different because they'll say things to me that I'm like, what? you know, because we speak so differently. So it's, it's not just like kids. It's even just the different audiences we work with literally every day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my, I guess the way I relate to that in my role now is, if I'm talking to, let's take HR as your example. If I'm yeah. talking to um, an HR agent who's taking calls and trying to help people versus like the executive that comes in, it's like, I need to get this report. I have to change the way that I'm talking about service now and yep. what it can do. I, I guess that's related, but. It is, yeah. Because I mean, if you went in and were like, how many HR services do you have? They're going to be like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, he's a good actor. Well, I mean, Actually, just before this call, that got explained to me by Charlene. I was like, I was like, because I zeroed it out on the estimate. I was like, they don't need services. They're not ready. And she's like, no, 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 they need services. Yeah. And so it's, it's just a different way. I mean, even like, I haven't been on projects in a while. And, or let me rephrase that. I've been on advisory type projects most recently. And the last full project I was on they were technical people but it was such a learning curve like it was really interesting and one of the people kept saying oh i did this at a former job and i'm like oh great like i love the people who did it at a former job because they're like an automatic champion like they're right. automatically like i love service now but i 
it was a struggle. They were like, well, that's not how it was where I was. And I'm like, right, we built it for this company. <laughs> and not knowing what that one looked like, this one's based on out of the box. And, you know, depending on how old your instance was, you know, they probably didn't even know new things came out. So, you just I mean, just on the here. last estimate you helped me with from our roadmap with our friends who had been on for 10 years, you know, they didn't even know out of the box things. Oh, yes. We're yeah. out of the box now. Like Cab Workbench, they thought I was a witch. Like, it's so funny that if they don't have people dedicated, they're not slowly getting all those cool things that come out. It is like kind of a cost of using, at least my exposure in ServiceNow is like someone embraces it, they bring it in the organization, and ServiceNow can't do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And then you, you, once you understand ServiceNow, you realize you can build just about anything. Like you can integrate anything and build anything. So when X, Y, and Z isn't there, they made a decision to go build it and then come back around. I think I think I know who you're talking about. Four or five years later, they've got you know this complicated table structure, and I'm like, oh well, that's out of the box here now. Yep. So we did migrate what you did over to this out of the box thing <laughs> because ServiceNow, and I actually know this because I've heard Chuck's even say it. Chuck Tomasi is who I'm referring to. Yeah. They release um, not beta, but they release very very MVP. Meaning, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've seen this in the release notes too, like they'll release something and there's one feature. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I know more is coming, but they, <laughs> they release MVP and then they just start iterating on top of it, yeah. which if you're not like, you know, I'm sure that I'm not the only one, but if you're not reading the release notes in detail for every release, you're gonna miss yeah. stuff, so. Yeah, and I know I was guilty of that when I worked at a customer, but any, I mean, fortunately where I worked, Fortunately or unfortunately, like we had a very limited of what we actually owned. So the release notes I had to read were a lot smaller. Yeah. But with our bigger customers who own everything, it gets a lot more difficult. But or yeah, they our, just, our role, like we didn't get tapped in on anything, you know? Yeah. And like I said, a lot of the customers, it's like they don't realize that maintaining their instance is a full time job by at least one person at a minimum. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's what something we get asked all the time are how many people do I need to run my project or to run ServiceNow once you leave? And I don't know if you've ever played with the ServiceNow calculator because they actually have one that you can go input all of your details. And every time I laugh because I did one for one of my, the, the one you helped me estimate after our <laughs> advisory engagement. And it was like, they need 47 people. <laughs> And I was like, but do they? And I was like, we need a full-time admin developer. We need a full-time ITOM person that manages the CMDB. I mean, you take it and it's so funny because it's like, you need these many developers and these many. And I'm like, you do need more than one, but I don't know that you need 47. But if you're wanting what ServiceNow recommends, like it broke it down in like project managers and business analysts and like QA people. And I'm like, what world do you live in that these companies have yeah. these budgets? That sounds like pure math like, to me though. That's just, yeah. they're doing pure math. Well, it's interesting because it asks you what modules do you own or are you implementing? How many fulfillers? How many end users? How many geos? So, I mean, it takes in a lot Wait, of what's input. What's a geo? Like US, Canada. Oh, geography. Geography, yeah. Geo, yeah. yeah. And it, 
like I said, I think the number is way too high, but we get asked that all the time. And so I send the calculator and they're like, but what do you think <laughs> after they see the number? So, yeah, so. I guess I was fortunate. Um, I had, when I implemented service now myself, I was like a working manager. So I'd get mm -hmm. in there and configure, yeah. but I had three admins. One was dedicated to like coding. One was dedicated to CMDB. Um, and one was kind of like, bit more business analyst kind of taking yeah. everything in and even with We're that like, <laughs> oh, 10,000 employees right that was the mm -hmm. max we ever got employees and we still had a backlog we couldn't complete like it was there's yeah. just so much and I, I know I'm gonna sound like I'm dispersing the Kool-Aid there's so much potential and opportunity for improving people's organization's processes that mm -hmm. there seemed to be no end like it's just as soon as you fix one, you go find another one, or yep. you fix one so well that they're like, well, now we can do this, and now we can do this, and you gotta go back and revisit it, so. Yeah, I got the last customer I worked for. I loved my boss. He was like, blindly had my back about anything. Like, I would bring him into meetings, and he would just be like, we're doing what she says. Like, it was, it was fabulous, but I kept asking for help and he was like, but you're doing a great job. I was like, I'm not saying I'm not, but I was our whole team. So I was my own BA. I was, I would collect all the requirements. I would like validate them with the, the person requesting it. Like I had to run everything and we were a utility company. And so we only could like, we had to do capitalize. We had to capitalize a lot of our projects because CapEx, OpEx, all that yeah. business, you know? And so I got really frustrated because I didn't have to do a time card because I was salary. Well, then they were like, well, we need to capitalize all your labor. So then I had to start doing a time card. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> one thing. Now you do time cards all the time. Do. Now, you know, even our CEO does a time card. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to them making sure everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> but he does one every week, I found out. I remember when I first started this consulting job, I went and bought a little timer that depending on the activity you do, you just flip it over. And mm -hmm. I was super obsessive about how much time I was spending somewhere. And then I thought I got sat down one week and I was like, I spend more time messing with this <laughs> stupid thing and looking at the report that I could be doing something else. So I finally just stopped using it. So yeah. we're using the online one. Yes. Yeah. It was a, yeah. I'll say the name. It was Timular, I think. Yeah. There was a, I say kid, I felt, I feel so, you know, I'm so old, but the two partners ago, there was a guy that was obsessive about making sure he was like precise on billing, like to the like second. And I was like, dude, we, we do minimums of one hour. So, <laughs> you, know, you can do seconds, but of, still rounding up to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's nice to know. And then I, I get, oh, you know, what? I was messing around with um, on my Mac. It has where you can see the amount of time you spend on apps. And I almost turned it on. I was like, no, no, yeah. stop, stop. Because then you're going to start obsessing over this and how much time you did this or that. So, yeah. I mean, mine tells me like my screen time. Screen time. That was it. Yeah. And it just like, it's funny because my iPad does it. I obviously don't have it on. But my iPad last week because we were traveling. I only use my iPad like when I'm traveling or, you know, I don't use it a ton, but it was like, your screen time was up 130%. I was like, thank you. I'm How much sure of that was TikTok? 
None of it, actually. I don't do TikTok on my iPad. That's just on my cell phone whenever I'm bored. Gotcha. But, yeah. Don't forget to like my videos on TikTok, because no one else does. <laughs> I like them. Do you like them? And I them? like your Instagram posts, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Those don't actually, none of, those don't get a lot of... Um, traction. traction, but there's a couple people like you and some other people who almost every video they're like, Oh, yeah, thank you. We'll give a shout out to Connor, he's just happy to be here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he likes your stuff. I see it on there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's as gotten to the point now, I can't keep up anymore. It's like, um, the number of comments and likes and everything. I just have to, I have to just focus on the content and getting it out, otherwise. It's a lot to take in once you get above a certain amount. And I'm not even like popular. Like I could imagine like there's a, a, I guess we should wrap up soon. There's a DJ. If I've told you this, just tell me yourself. There's a DJ I like, his name is Steve Aoki. You've probably heard of him. He's pretty famous. Like million, he has like a private jet and millions of people follow him. And on, every week on his podcast, he gives out a cell phone number. And I'm just like, I can barely keep up <laughs> with like the number of input oh, they have. I couldn't imagine sharing my cell phone number. Not that I don't want no. to, but just the amount of work that would create on my end of like, Hey, I'm in the middle of configuring this update set and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what's going to come at you? Yeah. I don't mind if people like ping me on LinkedIn and I try to get through those. Cause when I do the veterans programs, yeah. I get a lot of them that reach out and I try to get to all of them. And I always feel bad if I don't, but yeah. Yeah. I same here. I, it's, or I'll, the one that's bad, and I think YouTube is fixing it. If someone leaves you a comment on YouTube, you'll, you can filter and find like stuff I haven't replied to yet. Oh. But if you reply to it and then they reply to that, you never really, if you miss the notification, you never really know. It's hard to find. Oh. Um, so I think they're working on it, but. Okay. But anyways, that's a wrap. That's our 30 yeah. minutes for the week. And um, I have a feeling where this podcast is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a little bit of everything, which is utterly awesome. I know. Come back for more recipes. <laughs> yes, that's right. You owe me a spinach and artichoke. Yes. Cool. Well, um, any uh, last words or? Our next one will be a real podcast. <laughs> it actually have an I agenda, right? I say that. I, ma I made the agenda document, but it all just says X, 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 X. Like, yeah. It's there. Okay. Step one is a template. That's right. I got a yeah. template going. <laughs> I think we promised last time AI. We're going to talk. Yes. Allison's GPT. reaction. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually where I was headed earlier. I have, there's so much happened while you were on vacation. So <gasps> I can't wait till you catch up on the bigger news world outside of service now with regards to well, AI. I, I did see the one where they're asking about like feelings or people or something. I did read that. Yeah. Like people were doing things to piss off chat GPT. Yeah, I'm saying, what's that Will Smith movie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where the rock robot? robots come to life. <laughs> yeah, plenty of those. No, I'm good there. Robots taking over, yeah. I'm not worried about that right now. So That's fair. Cool. All well, right. thank you for your time, and uh, I'll probably be talking to you before next Monday. You so. will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, right. Allison. Thank you. Bye.